Hello. I thought as an extra special podcast, I should give it a little introduction. So today I was actually fortunate enough to be joined on the podcast by Angie of Get Peachy and Katie of West Beach Fitness. And these are two ladies who I've been fortunate enough to meet fairly recently, actually, in my in my coaching journey. And I'm so, so glad that I have we have very similar coaching styles. We have similar messages and we're trying to do some good in the fitness world. And we've resolved to sit down once a month and put a topic to discussion, put a fitness topic to to the group and, and discuss it amongst ourselves. So I really hope that you're going to find this one valuable. I've titled it, Have We Got Fitness the wrong way around. So if you enjoy it, do us all a favor. And if you could give it a quick screenshot and share, that would be absolutely wonderful. I've linked the ladies profiles below so you can find them on Instagram. Angie is at get peachy and Katie at West Beach Challengers. And if you could connect with the ladies, if you've got any questions for any of us, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to answer. I hope you enjoy. It wouldn't be one of my lives if there wasn't a technical hitch. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I am here with Angie and with Katie. Ladies, do you want to do a bit of a, a quick intro to yourselves? Katie, you can go. Okay, um, I'm Katie and I run West Beach Fitness and I am very passionate about helping women who are kind of just fed up with kind of fad diets who don't want a calorie count who are kind of just done with being on the the diet treadmill find a happier space and place to be with their fitness with their nutrition with their movement basically want women to realize that there is more to life um, than restriction and I want women to find a pattern that makes them thrive and yeah that is my my passion in life my name is Angie and I am Get Peachy on Instagram and I am a female online coach. I'm actually 19 weeks pregnant, so going through a very different journey myself right now. But um, yeah, I mostly coach women that have restricted like Katie and dieted their whole entire life. And I just want to help them move away from that and move to a place where they feel like they can eat and live and support their bodies for the rest of their life without feeling like they're on a diet I also coach a lot of women that struggle with their relationship with food also so that's one of my favorite topics get into a topic in just a second I'm Caroline um, I'm head coach at CWC I'm at coaching with Caroline on Instagram and I help predominantly professional women who feel like they have no time they're juggling all the plates in the world I help them become a happy healthier fitter uh, sexier version of them both inside the boardroom and out but one thing that I think we can all agree on is we have very, very similar ethos, ethos, ethoses, and um, when it comes to when it comes to dieting mentalities. And I think Angie, we did a talk on Instagram about this, and it was called fitness maturity. But I think the general theme that runs through our coaching, three of us as a collective, is a very responsible attitude to to coaching and and what it means to actually change people's lives, change relationships with food and empower women. And I know that term is often banded about and but what that actually means. And today, Katie, you had a topic in mind that you wanted to cover. Maybe we should actually talk about what we're going to be doing. So we decided we're going to get together once a month to talk about a specific theme 
a topic in mind. We're going to bring one uh, each month and uh, and run through it. So, Katie, what are we discussing today? Oh, see, prior to us pressing record, I said it beautifully and eloquently, <laughs> passionately, and now I feel the pressure. I think, in a nutshell, what we wanted to talk about is, I think, from experience and. I've previously, and I think all of us probably can quite happily hand on heart say that we've previously approached kind of fat loss the wrong way around. And I just think women often come about this, this want for living in like a leaner, sexier, fitter body and nourishing themselves just from the wrong angle. So I really truly feel that we have kind of fat loss the wrong way around. We don't build a foundation of learning about how our bodies would thrive. We don't learn about how we want to nourish our bodies. We just adopt a completely alien set of patterns um, that don't belong to us. They don't maybe align with our goals or the kind of person we wanna be or the kind of lifestyle we wanna lead. And then we wonder why we always start back at square one, a little bit heavier, a little bit older, and with an even more broken relationship with food. And I think the three of us, when we chat, we all are very much singing like from the same hymn sheet. And we, we want to empower you to have kind of autonomy. So you kind of start trusting yourself, like the women that we work with, they have lost that ability to believe that they can affect meaningful and sustainable change. They've engaged in kind of fad diets. They have um, gone at it with so much kind of velocity and speed. Uh, but they can't consistently stay in action. So they get very sort of disenfranchised with the whole idea that they can ever make positive change. Um, and I, you know, I know that our job therefore is to make sure that we just set this firm foundation and that we approach that want to live in a leaner body that feels fitter, healthier, better nourished from a calmer place, from a place that comes from kind of wanting to love yourself more, look after yourself better. And, you know, I think we've discussed that we live in a world that has a thin bias and a world where we always seek shrinkage as our primary goal and driver for change. And actually, when you change the mindset, you can do incredible things. You can do whatever you want with your body. And I think we see our kind of role as freeing people from that pursuit of thinness at all costs, because the cost can be like your social life, uh, the relationship you have with your body, the relationship you have with food. And it's such a high cost to pay. And I think it's great that people like us are filling the fitness space with a different message. Yeah. I feel like I've actually just recently over the past two years gone through this transition myself like I feel like up until probably about two years ago I was still very obsessed with my the size of my body the shape of my body how many calories I was eating and it's only been over I guess since kind of you know just before lockdown that I realized that I was malnourished essentially and I wasn't feeding myself properly and even though I did have a, a better relationship with exercise I wasn't training as you know as many times as I, I used to and I'm able to rest and that kind of thing I still felt like I was very driven by the mirror you know the scales and that controlled my life whereas now it's completely different everything I do each day is about well, how can that support my energy levels and how you know how do I want to show up today what's the person I want to be you know like I just had a little snack before this because I thought well actually I haven't eaten since you know such a clock and I, I'm a bit hungry now and I know if I go on this live right now I'm gonna like struggle with my words and stuff because of my energy whereas before I would have been like no I need to make sure that I stick to these you know exact times that I'm going to eat because that fits my calories and you know I'd show up 
in this live and not be as present because I'd just be hungry. So my, I feel like I've really evolved in my own coaching and myself over the past two years, for sure, with that exact mindset. I just did that exact same thing. And I ate something too spicy. So when I came on here, I was like, <laughs> don't feel that. And actually, that's so interesting. You said, I can really, really relate to that. It's almost, for me, it was almost an accident to fall into this newfound approach to not even dieting, newfound approach to uh, body acceptance. And it was actually as business started to pick up and I was getting busier, what was happening was that I couldn't prioritize my fitness goals in the way that I previously could. And actually, I had to take a step back slightly and actually sit back and say, well, what's the most important thing to you right now? And it was that readjustment of priorities and values that made me go, actually, well, I would like business to be a bigger part of my life, my clients, my work to be a bigger part. And actually, I might need to be a bit, a little bit less selfish here. I might need to put my potential abs on hold slightly and <laughs> the byproduct being you've never been happier and it's so much more balanced and I think personally my body has responded better but there's also I think as well that you when you're in a happier place sincerely a happier place you are physically a reflection of that yeah it's really um, it is really tricky though and I think I know none of us offer this kind of like, um, you know, just work with me for like one week and I'll like, you know, get you in a different pair of jeans. But I think people are still so attracted to that because actually if we, and I think this is why it's so nice that we've got this format to talk about it, because actually if I were to say to you, and I know Caroline, you work with women with this sort of minimum kind of like, you know, six months, I'm going to work with you. You have to do the work. Like you have to be ready to do something that is much harder than giving up carbohydrates. It's much harder than being like super restrictive and saying no to all social events. We want to work with women um, and enable them to go on holiday, to kind of like eat out socially, to sit and have a family meal alongside transforming their relationship with food, et cetera. And it is a harder sell. And I did have a chat with someone recently and she was just like, oh, but it's just like, it's hard work to do the work. <laughs> and I said, but if you think about what the alternative is, it's staying stuck. So yes, it might feel more tempting to go on a juice cleanse and like, I don't know, lose loads of water and look like you've lost loads of weight really quickly, but you're gonna end up back at, you know, basically worse than you started. You'll be ultimately heavier. You'll have lost some lean um, muscle mass. You'll have broken down your relationship with food and you'll, you'll still have to start the real hard work. And I know that we're really keen to work with women who are ready to do the real stuff. And that's when you need a coach. Like I often say, do you need a coach or do you just need a, like a calorie counter? And actually the women that we work with benefit from that um, individual and that, a sort of personalized program. So you bring to us your problems, you tell us your barriers and we're gonna help you work around them, but you are gonna have to do some work on like your inner narrative, your kind of stuck beliefs around food. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do the real, can I swear, I won't swear. You have to do the real shit. <laughs> It, that's uncomfortable though, Katie. We're asking people to feel uncomfortable. And actually it's easier to put yourself through the starvation and the, the kind of physical trauma of a juice cleanse than it is for me to sit down and ask you, 
you know, how do you deal with stress? Do you think your management of stress is, is that the best way we could be dealing with that? How can we find ways to, to adapt and tweak and really face those barriers? If that's harder than jumping on the next, on the next dial, I think it would be worth, so the clients who come to us right at the start, right, right at the start, what are the common, the commonalities behind people who have previously struggled with dieting? What does that, what does the start look like? I find that actually, and I don't know about you, but a lot of the clients that come to me, I am their last resort. They have exhausted every single yo-yo diet detox plan that is out there. And I find that most of the clients that come to me know that I'm their last resort, but I'm also their lifeline. And I know that sounds quite big headed, but they know that they've got to the point where they've exhausted all of these other short term fixes that actually they're like, I know now I need to do the work. And the thing that I love about those type of clients is they aren't expecting instant miraculous results. So I think it's having a good understanding, you know, there's a client out there listening to this, having a good understanding that you're not here. Yes, essentially, you're here to get results if fat loss is your goal, but not trying to approach things with a really fast, quick mindset is actually how can I change a little bit over time? And how do I feel by that change? You know, it's all about connecting with yourself and how you're feeling inside rather than just focusing so much on the outside. Yeah, 100%. I often say like, if you like, do you want to look after your dream body? Like, it's quite a good question to ask people. So tell me what your dream body is. Okay, like, let's step away. How does that human look after that body? Oh, okay, they're on like, super restrictive diet they have a really broken relationship with food they've probably got like a degree of like body dysmorphia like they don't have a great relationship with their husband they don't have their periods anymore uh they don't have a sex drive and they're really grumpy oh do you still want the body because you can't have the body unless you're happy to kind of and i'm that's an ex that's really extreme obviously there are some people with visible that's not abs. extreme that was me basically and, it was me. and it was me yeah 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 <laughs> and i think that's probably caroline just doing a funny face but like i lost my period for uh, two years and it was a combination of factors but it definitely didn't help that i was overtraining, under eating um and i do remember even saying to my husband when i realized i needed to prioritize my health I was like, I'm going to get a bit softer. And he was like, I do not give a monkeys. Will you basically want to have sex with me again? And will you be less of a nightmare to hang out with? I was like, yeah, probably. He was like, that one. I want that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And I think as women, again, we're so in our own heads about this need to be smaller. And actually, it's it's just we have to be so aware of where this drive to be smaller and smaller comes from but I do think changing your language around it as well like you know maybe I'm feeling a bit softer in my body than when I was really ripped um but I mean most women can't walk around with visible abs like it's it's not possible unless you are it's just not the way we are designed and without it maybe impacting on some of your sexual function and you know your menstrual cycle and your sex drive and like your hair and your skin and all of those things like it's very difficult to walk around looking like a bikini athlete all the time and you know it sounds like we've kind of all sort of had a bit of a journey around it but I think it, it it's it's really tricky and it's hard and it takes effort and work. But now I have to practice what I preach and I have to be the person who is like health looking like with my health seeking eyes, like how can I look after me better? What would that look like today? How could I love myself more? 
And it's so interesting you're saying me as in you as a whole, not just mm-hmm. you as the physical entity. Angie, I think I said this to you when I was away last month, like the, the last time I, when I was in Mexico, that's the first time I've never not dieted for a bikini. Mm-hmm. And But the, bearing in mind the two, the bikini before that would have been pre-COVID, so two years. But that's the first time that I've never ever, do, I've never done it and I've never felt more relaxed when I was there, sincerely. When you and, that on your Instagram, Caroline, it resonated with me so much. And like, it's not the leanest I've ever been, by the way. I was okay. 10 kilos heavier, rough, roughly, because I don't even know how much I weigh, but I was approximately 10 kilos heavier than previous bikini shape. And yet it's it's not comparable. The people are not comparable. You're not the same person as you were when you were 25, inside or out. And actually, for me, that's such a lovely feeling. <laughs> You feel like lovely, but she was an idiot. <laughs> your body more now than you did when you were leaner. Because I'm just thinking about maybe somebody who is listening to this is and saying, "That's great for you guys, but you know, I'm really unhappy in my body, and I I want to lose weight. How can we help those people kind of um, move away from that?" And I do think that the work, which we're very much talking about right right here comes from within like mm-hmm. yes you can chase these fat loss goals and yes you can go in these quick fixes and yes you you know you can do a long-term diet if you want to but actually to feel happy within your body that comes from within it doesn't come from the external I like you know like you Caroline I've been so much lighter and so much leaner than I am now but I was miserable I constantly thought I need to be leaner than this you know I look at photo shoot pictures and at the time I was looking at that photo behind the camera like I'm not lean enough but actually now I'm much heavier I'm a bit curvier you know pregnant or whatever but I'm so much happier within my body because I've done the work you know I've done the inside outside work so even if you are in a and you have to be careful what language you use here but a bigger body say and you're not very happy right now don't expect that 10 kilo lighter self is going to be happier because you won't be unless you do the work For me, I think you get more satisfaction. This is maybe a personal thing, but you get more satisfaction by consistently showing up for yourself. And actually the byproduct of doing that consistently over time is generally a body that you feel happier in. So when I say showing up for yourself, I mean things like, right, I'm going to set my alarm for 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'm actually going to get up. I'm not going to set, I'm not going to hit snooze. Now, does that directly impact my fat loss? Not directly, no. But what I'm doing is showing up for myself. So the next time I say something like, okay, Nick, I'm going to have lunch. And then, you know, I'm not going to go to the the snack cupboard after. I'm just going to have my lunch. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to get on with the rest of my afternoon. I do that. I show up for myself. I say what I was going to do. Then that's it. Move on. If you compound that tiny, tiny, tiny little things, if you compound that day after day after day, decision, 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 that shows that shows you will you bulletproof your mind, but you'll also start to be or look like or feel like the person that you couldn't do or couldn't be prior to those decisions. Yeah, it's really nice. Like, um, I think you probably have both read like that James Clear Habits book. And again, it's like I get people to start with a morning routine and that's I'm working towards being a person who and they have to answer it each day. And then I talk about it like you've got money boxes and each time, just like you said, Caroline, each time you don't hit the snooze, you voted for being the type of person that doesn't hit the snooze. Each time you turn up for a workout, 
you're voting for being the type of person who works out consistently. Each time you like have a protein centric meal, you're voting for someone who prioritizes protein in every meal. And the more you vote, because you can't just fake it till you make it, you have to vote and you have to have, like your brain isn't stupid. It has to have like a bank of evidence that you are turning into the type of person who, and I think the other lovely thing when you use that kind of mindset and not trick, it's not a trick, but if you start wanting to inhabit, like say you want to be a healthy person, you can start reframing things. So you're in the Starbucks queue and you're like deciding what to have. What would a healthy person choose? Like, you know, you can just start having that question like, oh, I could take the stairs, I could walk or I could like drive. What would a healthy person do? And it just kind of gives you this like frame of reference until you because all the women we work with they just they don't believe that they can make these changes and I love your compound it's and I talk about nudges I hate people who are perfect straight away I'm like nudges like tiny little nudges stop trying to like go from zero to hero just nudge yeah I'm just laughing because that is I probably ask myself Katie sincerely that question anywhere between 10 and 20 times a day and I say this to my client I actually divulged this to a client maybe two weeks ago I'll just say it now if everyone's listening but I asked myself a very very simple question and whenever I'm presented with anything in the queue in Starbucks and I ask myself is this I always in my head future me is high power CEO you know efficient looks great but thinks great so I ask myself all the time yes or no answer simple 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 is this this uh is this a decision or an action a CEO would do yes or no and it is that simple and I boil it down but I say to my clients you need to find that future version of you I don't care what she is I don't care how how she but give it some thought you actually need to know you can't hit a target you can't see you need to think about and visualize and really really connect innately with that future version of yourself it can be anything you want but you need to give it some thought and that's scary to actually do that is scary because once you have it in your mind and once you've thought about her and what she orders when she goes out for dinner what she wears how she feels what's her relationship like with her partner how does she interact with her kids once you've thought about this woman you in the future it's hard to shake that what what does a ceo order at starbucks Oh, uh, flat white, skinny flat white. <laughs> because I let myself have the milk, but flat white. Yeah, I actually yeah. had this yesterday. So I went and worked from Costa yesterday, and um, the the food choice in Costa is terrible, by the way, because there's just there used to be like pots of fruit and stuff, and now I'm like, there's no fruit anywhere. Since no COVID, food. there's no fruit. It's yeah. really noisy. Anyway, so I was in the queue, and I was like, and I asked my mother. I ask the question of how do I want to show up today? Or I ask, does this align with my goals and values? And right there, right then, I was like, right, well, you know, my daily goal is always to eat five fruit and veg a day. So what can I do here? And there was literally like a pot of soup. And I was like, I've just trained. One of my goals is to make sure I maintain the muscle that I've got at the moment throughout my pregnancy. I'm going to have a tuna sandwich. There was an amazing cake display. And, you know, I'm very flexible in my approach to food. I can have a cake for lunch if I want to. If I really want to, I can have it for breakfast, lunch and dinner, whatever. But I was like, but actually, I want to show up for the next two hours whilst I work in this coffee shop and be able to work study get things done and I'm not going to be able to concentrate if I've just had a slice of cake I'm going to be able to concentrate better if my tummy is full full of yummy soup I've had some fruit and vegetables and I've had some protein to support my body just after my gym training session so it's simple questions like that that can really help you to show up 
in the way that you want to become and in your future body. Like you design your future body in the, the steps that you're doing today. And all those little decisions. I And I, for some of the women, and I know, again, like I'm sure both of you work with women who have quite disordered eating habits. Um, for some of those women, and like I would include myself in this, mine might be I'm working towards being a person who can enjoy a muffin yeah guilt-free like and actually I know that I've like nailed it when clients say to me I have enjoyed a weekend or a holiday with minority eating behaviors and I enjoyed it guilt-free and I'm excited to return to my majority behaviors I'm like oh boom you are free to leave me and it's just it's so exciting for me, but I, I know for, and I often, um, I once had a lovely podcast with this amazing life coach and she, again, I, I sounds like we like asking ourselves questions, but say you're in the Starbucks queue, she would ask the question, what would loving me, right? What would loving me more look like right now? And for someone like me, sometimes that looks like getting the, uh, the croissant with my coffee, because that's loving me, loving, wanting to have this relationship, which is more relaxed with foods that previously I would have forbid. Um, but maybe sometimes it looks like not having a cross on. So asking that question, what would loving me, not soothing, what would loving me more look like right now? So not just having that kind of quick fix, but like as in, is it important for my relationship with food to have this relaxed croissant without like over-exercising, say a croissant? Actually, that's super important. And it can be just as valid as not having a croissant. And, I, you know, it's that nuance. It's that. And I think that's why if people do work with us, like you're getting you're getting more than a calorie calculator. Like you're getting that nuance. You're getting the somebody actually listening to you and working out actually is the is the goal for you having the croissant or is it not having the croissant or is it sometimes one and sometimes the other and giving you the tools to work that out for yourself because we can't, you know, we're not, and I loved what you said, Angie, you said, I have complete permission. And oh, like that is sweet, isn't it? When you walk around the world with complete permission to eat baked goods like morning lunch and evening you stop craving them do you know what works really well for uh, well it worked really well for me and and for some clients that I've had about going on holiday and saying that I give myself permission to eat everything and anything that I want at any point in time in the day and actually when you're on holiday if you give yourself permission to do that you don't want it like I could get up and have a cocktail at 9am and a, you know chips and this and that. and you get up and you're like I have permission but I really don't want it you know so and it really makes you think about what do I truly want you know not oh I better make the most of it while I'm here because when I get back home I'm going to restrict myself it's that like you said at the start the inner narrative that we have listening to your restrict and your rebel voice as I call it so restriction voice comes in and it's like oh it's okay I'll sort it out when I'm home guess what happens you self-sabotage the rebel voice comes in when that restrict voice has come in that oh I'm just going to self-sabotage so I'll you know I'll restrict myself when I get back home. But actually it's asking yourself, what does my true self want right here? And it, you know, giving yourself ultimate permission to do whatever the fuck you want, essentially. <laughs> I'm how, glad you're staring on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, how does that actually make you feel? Like, do you enjoy yeah. being drunk at 9 a.m. with a packet of chips by the pool? Probably not, you know? So what you're describing though, both of you, I think requires it requires a moment. And this is where I feel I have previously, and I think we can all probably relate to this. It requires a moment where you actually have to stop. And something that I find successful clients tend to be able to demonstrate increasingly over their time with working with me is two things. They slow down and they relax. 
And those two things in tandem, they slow down and actually give it considered thought. The pause, the pause is the important thing. If you feel in a practical sense, if you feel you can, that voice in the back of your head is going, oh, come on, just eat it, just eat it, just eat it. You can deal with it tomorrow. You can restrict tomorrow. If you feel that that's happening, I would pause. I would even set a timer on your phone, just sit there for five minutes and think about it. But it's the slowing down and that's allowing yourself to actually have some rational thought. Mm-hmm. but actually having that being relaxed around those food decisions I think are completely underrated um, a frantic feeling you know when clients sign up with you right at the start and they're frantic to get going they want to go and you two probably subconsciously maybe maybe you do do it intentionally probably subconsciously you'll slow them down yeah. and your your aura your your ethos the way that you set everything up they will relax because they know they're in safe hands mm. it's really, yeah. a great starting point on Katie what were you going to say? Oh no I was just going to say like the the nicest thing that people can do is I I actually responded to a a one-to-one check-in the other day and I said this check-in sounds like so um so relaxed and she was like that is like she has come from like a slimming world history and you know there's always this like you know, there's always this end point, like when you're going to come off the diet, I want people to have a pattern of living that they enjoy so much. And I, I often say this, like, if I said to you, the way you're eating nourishing training is going to have zero impact on your physique, zero impact on the way you look, would you still want to do it? And like, for me, a hundred percent, because I love eating the way I eat. I love training the way I love training. I love moving because the way it makes me feel. So yes, even if someone said, oh yeah, but you can eat like all those foods you currently have as minority foods as a majority food, it won't change your physique. I still wouldn't go back to those behaviors. Like, as in, I think, you know, you've nailed it when you enjoy the pattern so much. It's just your natural way of being. There's, you know, there's no resistance to those behaviors anymore because you, they make you thrive. And I love the word thrive. Like, I mean, I've been away from my normal patterns for like a week and I was excited to get up to like my oats today, have my protein shake in the afternoon to have consistent energy. Um, yeah, I, th- I just think it's, you know, yeah, it's sort of when you know you're nailing it, when you think, even if I disassociated my habits from my physique, because they do impact one another. And I know all of us are very aware Um, that people come to us wanting fat loss. But what we want you to do is focus on actions and nudges that will get you there. But what you'll have created is a bespoke set of habits that's going to look after a body that you can maintain, not an unrealistic kind of dream bikini athlete body, because you wouldn't enjoy looking after it. You wouldn't enjoy living in it. And you literally will only live in your own body. So you may as well find a nice pattern that looks after it. Do you know what's really interesting? Because obviously I am pregnant now. This is the first time I've not had control over the look of my body. And it has really, really opened my eyes into why I like to show up the way I do, how I look after my body and that kind of thing. Because now I don't have control over the size of my body. I have control about of how I feel. And I also have noticed how much I love exercise from a this is what my body can do perspective like I'm saddened now that you know I can still do handstands at the moment which I'm holding on to and I'm I'm, I'm, you know I know that there's going to be a point where I'm out balanced by a bump um but it's really shown me you know I've gone out for a run I've gone out for a 10 minute run and I'm like wow this is what my body can do right now and it's yeah it's just crazy how this change of when that's taken away from you like what are you going to do you know some people have 
said comments to me like oh make the most of it you know go and feel your face and all that kind of thing and it's like well actually no because that doesn't make me feel any better so I know that now I've had the aesthetic stripped away from me as such mm. I am living up to my you know true self and future self because I'm doing things because it makes me feel good versus looking good I also I think it. it's interesting when you've got a baby in your belly that because it's also like an, another human, like you're wanting to eat nourishing food and nutritious food, loads of micronutrients to feed your baby. And I think I, I've been on many lives today, but in one of them, I sort of said, if you think about the restrictive diet you're next considering, would you want your kid to be on it? Like, would you want your best friend to be on it? Would you want someone you love to be on it? And often the answer is no. Like if like my daughter came downstairs and she was like, right, mommy, I'm like giving up sugar. I'm not going to eat any bread. I've decided to be, you know, like, be like have I taught you nothing? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. As in, I wouldn't, if you, if you think about that, if you're listening to this and you're not working with one of us and you're thinking about like going, you probably hopefully are converted already. Um, but if you're thinking about going into something uber restrictive, like, would you want somebody you love to do that diet? Would you want your child? to do that diet is it good enough for them and the likely answer is no wow ladies on that note we have very busy evenings ahead of us so we should um, we should call it a day however it's been absolutely wonderful to catch up and we're going to try and make this a a regular occurrence in our pretty packed schedules um Keisha, you've been on lives all day haven't you today <laughs> <laughs> i've had to do a live strength uh training session so <laughs> but anyway well, we'll to join right in. <laughs> first time three 7 p.m <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll be back with you next month with another subject another topic if you've got any questions or comments reach out to any all of us and we'll uh, we'll be sure to answer them thank you so much thank you. bye thanks caroline bye